Good evening, Darklings, far and wide. Thank you for joining us this evening on the Paranormal 60 News. You are not going to believe the stories we have culled together from you from around the world. That's right, I said around the world, and that can mean only one thing, a lot of mispronunciations. So get your drinks in hand, turn down the lights, put the kids to bed. We are the only news you need to know. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is the Paranormal 60 News. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to my domain. Let's bring on the Paranormal News crew. We've got a special guest joining us to sit in and have a little fun, mostly at Greg's expense, but let's get the introductions underway. Ladies and gentlemen, my right-hand man, all the way from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Chachi. I knew it was me when you said right-hand man. That's right. I wasn't sure who you're going with first, then you said (laughs) right-hand man. Well, come on. I appreciate that. I like it. You've got the uh, Marty loving hashtag pantying shirt from last week. It was a tough decision this week. I had like six written down. I went back and listened mm-hmm. to the show today and uh, looked at the comments because that's kind of my thing and pantying mm-hmm. one out. And you, so Greg doesn't prepare the news. You don't prepare the shirt until like a half an hour before showtime. Is that I like it to be me? warm when I put it on. <laughs> I freshly I like ironed it. it. Yes, that is the way to go. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking of the way to go, here he is living in retirementville with Jimmy Buffett, the Colonel. Hey, Hey, happy Wednesday there, Dave. And happy Wednesday to you. I just feel so honored that I I won this week Uh, again. Uh, it kind of, I (laughs) it every week, but, uh, I like that. Yeah. Again. Yeah. You definitely are winning. Yeah. Thank you. Hashtag winning every week. Ladies and gentlemen. The paranormal detective is back where he belongs in his home studio built on tens of dollars. That's Greg right. Lawson. Where does That's that right. guy Greg B. Truglin. Hey, Greg. Hey, man. It's hot in here. Hot, hot, hot. All these lights and all this it's electricity. Hot in here. Mm-hmm. I just want you to know that I am doing my best to look on the bright side of things. If you'll notice, um, I'm still apparently young enough to have zits. Oh, I woke up. This zip has taken on yeah, a life of its own. As a matter of fact, I'm going to let it read at least one of the stories tonight. So, <laughs> All right. Have you named it yet? Remember the good yeah, old days? Yeah. You named yeah. Them? yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's the deal before the show, I, you know, we get in here, we're getting our stories ready. Greg goes, yeah, that's the first thing I noticed. <laughs> it's my massive zit. I can't stand it. Oh, well, wow. it happened. There was it something happened. wrong with my glasses. I Thank goodness glasses this is on. an audio only show. Exactly. Yeah, 55 years old and I'm getting zits. What the shit? It happens. Whoa. It happens. Whoa, I know. Whoa. No, that deserves it. That, I know. Because that's, that's so I can't remember. I, do, you, what? do you start to get acne when you start engaging in physical contact with others or is it before you start that? I can't remember. Does it's it go away whenever, once you start? 
it's something, you know, I'm going in tomorrow to do this volunteer for, uh, be the match at this local radio station. I'm hoping to work for eventually. So of course I'm going to meet the boss with acne. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like prom you don't night need for any me. More 17 year olds. Hopefully your yeah. voice doesn't crack or anything. Yeah, like exactly. That. That's I can already feel yeah. the tickle. I'm going to be going in and be like, yeah, it's good to meet you, sir. Thanks for having me in today. <laughs> yeah. Let's see your ID there. Uh, Schrader. Yeah. Let's uh let's get started uh real quickly. Tonight uh I'm I'm breaking out my wife's fireball while she's upstairs not paying attention. So uh, I'm is that in the freezer? Ball. Yeah. And then nice. I've got a little little A and W. It's a chachi mix. Notice it is the zero <laughs> sugar because I am worried about apparently my acne. Yeah. 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 Gotta watch it. <laughs> so that's what I'm drinking tonight. What have you got rolling for us, Greg? Oh, I have I'm finishing. I'm I'm waxing off the old uh, Pardon me? Yeah, I'm, I'm well, wiping out the um, family show here, um, uh, Greg. Um, the uh, old fashioned knob creek, right there. See that? You're waxing oh. off your knob creek, creek, well, creek on the I, creek, uh, out of the creek. What? That's not really what what I meant. I mean, that's what you said. I think it is. How do you, how do you, you know, you wipe getting rid of it? Uh, how do you yeah. say it? I'm draining it. Training your knob right there. <laughs> By the creek. Chachi, Chachi, what are you drinking this evening? Uh, same as always, guys. Glenlivet scotch. Oh, always, always. Glenlivet scotch. No, not always. Not always. Not always. Not always. You've got Jameson. Yeah. Me? Yeah, I know. Not really. Mm. All right, Colonel, what have you got brewing for us this evening in your drinks? Well, this evening, I am drinking ZZ Top's uh, oh. version of whiskey. You get the Balcones whiskey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good stuff. Drinking that stuff right now. You guys are living you guys large, ever had that? Man. No. Uh, it came out I right just, after I, the, the guy passed. Yeah. I'm drinking my wife's fireball. That's how bad things are at the Schrader house. <laughs> I don't have fancy friends buying me booze. I've just got to, I got to go in the freezer. I got to put her, put her to work upstairs while I'm down here drinking her booze. Send you a case of Ripple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah night train how about mad dog <laughs> night what, train remember a little mad dog in college Did you do <laughs> oh that? yeah is that still still yes. is that still is it really yeah sure yeah oh that's it's probably a ten dollar bottle now though right well, yeah maybe 11 they uh i was in uh i was in england in the 90s and i was at this uh tavern and they were like oh you should try 2020 and i'm like what's that and oh oh it's great it's 2020 and they get them a 2020 and they handed it to me and i drank it. I was like you're kidding me this is mad this is mad dog 2020 they're like what they yeah. thought it was really something Especially special America. yeah and i was like no this is what all the freaking drunks yeah Drink and then well, I and you were in the right place for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, then they were all embarrassed and mad at. We've me got for... uh, we got a, a guest joining us tonight, uh, who's going to sit in with us, have a little fun, do a little riffing. He is uh, one third of the comic team of the Parents Lounge. You might recognize Jamie Kaler from many different TV shows. Uh, you might even um, recognize him from uh, uh, his own little stand-up comedian specials, but he's not the one that's on tonight. Nope. We couldn't afford him, but we do have Jason Gowan. Hello. You're the participation ribbon we all get for being here. <laughs> it's good to see you, buddy. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Now, I have a reason, guys, and I'm not going to let you know this. There's a reason that Jason is here, aside from comic relief and just being one of the people I love in this world and wanted to share this night with. There's a story that will be coming up at some point in tonight 
that uh, actually had me reaching out to Jason to talk to him about it. And I want to follow it up on tonight's show. So it's uh, it's a mixed bag of nuts. And uh, speaking of which, let's get started with the biggest nut of all, Chachi. Oh, you a, yeah. You got a news story for us. Where are we going to begin? I tonight? do indeed. Big nut. But, but before we start, uh-huh. you know yes. me, a number yeah, of people in the comments are saying, rub some of that fireball on your zit. Oh, it is alcohol. That's an interesting I, yeah. I usually put it on my nipples. Yeah, well, what does it do to your nipples? He does, uh, for the record, he does not put his nipples on my face. That is not what he was is saying. Is that what happens? Is that how you got the zit? Oh. I have very sweaty nipples. coming it's out possible. now. <laughs> hmm. I don't know that it uh, is taking it away, but I smell pepperminty Delicious. now. Cinnamony. Yeah. Hmm. Kind of like a cologne. A little bit. Hang on. Yeah. Like yeah, there Cologne, you go. Cologne <laughs> German. Winnie, Winnie, Winnie's in for some loving later. That's All right. right. Uh, oh, you know, I do that. have to make oh, a quick oh. mention. Uh, Monday is uh, Memorial Day. Hey. And, oh, wow. you know, a lot of people take it off. Not this cat. I'm here, and I've brought a good friend with me. Mark Anthony is going to be here. I tasked him with doing some research on a fascinating subject. And, Chachi, this may not apply to you as much, but to the colonel, and to Greg Lawson, this story I thought was pretty incredible. A friend of mine, Jen Hitt, turned me on to this tale that, as for those of you that are watching long on the screen right now, you see these uh, red-lensed aviator goggles. Well, during Vietnam, these red-lensed night vision goggles were given to helicopter pilots and their gunsmen, and they began seeing things. Yeah, so it is uh, It is a paranormal warfare night as we talk about the red light demons. And guys, this story is bonkers. When I first gave it to Mark, he's like, this sounds ridiculous, but I'll look into it. He has been so excited. We were originally talking about doing this later on this year. He has been just immersed in the research on this. And he's like, dude, we got to do this for Memorial Day. This is going to be amazing. I can't believe the stuff that I've uncovered and that we can share on the show. So Memorial Day night, Monday night, I will be here and uh, we will be talking about this case. So it's crazy. So make sure you check that out. And then, of course, on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, you can check out the parents lounge. Hey, look at those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good looking uh, group of people. There he is, Jason Gowan. All right, Chachi, come on, stop screwing around. Let's get to your story for God's sake. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, blow it right now and say that um, I don't have a musician story tonight. What? No. So I do want to mourn the passing of Tina Turner earlier today. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. yes. really? That happened? Mm. Yeah. So. All right. 83, 83 years old. She passed away in Zurich or something. Switzerland. Didn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. All right. We did it. Here we go. I don't know how I'm going to do. <laughs> You're so tenderhearted. All right. We mentioned it. Move on. Have <laughs> yeah, her fingers crossed there, uh, Chachi. Yeah. But you did bring me an entertainment story coming out. So I, I dig this. Okay. Here we go. Practical mm-hmm. Magic director resorted to an exorcism after the witch consultant threatened to curse the film. Ooh. There are certain movies out there that you just know have more of a backstory than what we will ever know about. Like finding out years later that a John Wayne movie filmed out in the Nevada desert caused a whole slew of people to get cancer when it was revealed they were filming near nuclear testing sites. Tragedies surround certain horror films and franchises to something like the time the director of the film practical magic got himself in some trouble with an actual Mm -hmm. witch consultant that they had brought on into the film the 1998 movie practical magic has a lot going for it 
from a good director to amazing actresses to a storyline that is intriguing as it is different enough to earn itself the title of becoming a cult classic. But in this case, it could have gone another way, a very scary and dangerous way. In the case of the film Practical Magic, there were particularly interesting supernatural events that occurred during the production and the Ooh. filming process, and it was before the director went so far as to bring in a legitimate, real-life witch consultant for the film. This would prove to get dangerous fast and did not go nearly as well as anybody had hoped, especially once filming wrapped up and the witch demanded more money, even future profits based upon the film's success. Specifically for her part in what she called steering the in-movie witches in the right direction. The studio refused the demands, but things quickly escalated to the point where the consultant sued the production company before threatening to curse the entire movie and its cast. Everyone got so freaked out that they immediately threw money the consultant's way to shut her up, and the director went a step further to call in an exorcist, basically covering all the bases both physically and spiritually. Thankfully, if we look back, the movie was a success, and everyone remained unscathed by the potential curse. Ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Yes. In a paranormal 60 News first, an entire story read by Chachi without one screw-up. Wow. Wow. We have a very important guest tonight. I'm not going to screw up in front of Jason, okay? Mm -mm. You can see that. You're stepping up your game. I appreciate that, Chachi. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, thanks, Chachi. Now, when I read the story, I'm going to have that much more pressure on me. Yeah. I also noticed, though, I used to get stories like number four and eight after I had quite a bit to drink. Right. The last few weeks, I've had story number one. (laughs) I think there's something going on. The paranormal detective did realize that it might be better if uh, I gave you the stories up front before the Schwelin really kind of. I was like, However, man, you got to do that. He's killing us, dude. It, it, you yeah, know, Mar- <laughs> Marty did throw the old monkey wrench in what a week or two ago with the uh, Uranus story, and said, "No, Schrader, pull it out. It's got to be the last story." Uranus. Yeah. So I pulled it out of my hands, stuck it in the back of the the entire storyboard. All right. Look at what Loki did. Loki Loki is awesome. She said, Chachi, no screw-ups. Boom. Boom. Thank you, Loki. That is some love. Thank you, Loki. We appreciate the love and support. That's right. Uh, Super stickers, super hellos, super, I don't remember what they're all called. They're all on. So if you're feeling a little randy and you've got some money in your pockets (laughs) going jangling, go ahead and throw it our way. There you go. So we appreciate it. Look at that. Lo- the love is here. Look at that. Oh. Lena. Woo-hoo, Chachi. Woo-hoo, Chachi. Yeah. Mary Hirsch. Good job, Chai. Right. <laughs> I think Mary owes us a drink. That's Somebody how the school kids Starbucks say it, here. though, there, Dave. <laughs> is, it, is that how the kids say it? This is the kids say it, yeah. Yeah. That chai. is crazy. Chai. Good old Chai. Chai. Yeah. yeah I know chai. Get out. Mariah. Mariah says, good job, Chachi. Whoop, whoop. Wow. Again, what the yeah, kids like say. A, a grande and, Chai. Mm-hmm. A story, uh, you know, a response that Eric has also heard a lot. Well, it was very short. Oh, I knew oh. he was going to telegraph that joke. I saw as soon as the <laughs> comment went up, I knew it was coming. <laughs> Thank you. Thank That's you. That's what happens. When you get a real funny person on the show. They see it coming, Dave. See the rest of us had wow. no idea. Exactly. Yeah. Where do y'all see this uh, chat? Going on. How do you get there's, to that? It's better you here, just focus. Yeah. You haven't even read the stories. Don't worry about reading yeah. people's comments. <laughs> That's Dude, I just printed them up. That's just uh, you don't need trifocals. All at once. Oh. In an hour. All right, let's 
Let's get uh, moving. Uh, Colonel, you've got a story for us. I do, yeah. Uh, Mark Mm -hmm. Ruffalo claims he had a prophetic dream that may have saved his life. Look Mm -hmm. at that guy. Yeah, look at that. It is safe to say that there are times when we see or sense things that might not actually be there or haven't happened yet. That's not to say full-on ghosts, but little things that speak to us, which I guess most people would call intuition. And so it seems even the incredible Hulk star, Mark Ruffalo, has made a claim speaking out about a prophetic dream he had. All the way back in 2017, actor Mark Ruffalo was diagnosed with a brain tumor. I didn't know that. Quite a large one, in fact. And it left him needing surgery, which in turn left him partially paralyzed and needing to spend a lot of recovery just to get back to normal. The tumor might have gone completely unnoticed until it had become inoperable. If Mark hadn't had a strange dream dream one night, Mark opened up about the dream by noting it was unusual, way different from the normal narrative dreams. Instead, it was more as if someone was simply telling him he had a tumor to which he woke up absolutely sobbing. Yeah, the Hulk was sobbing. Man. Luckily, yeah. Luckily, very judgy, Colonel. Very judgy. Well, you know, I don't imagine or picture the Hulk crying like that. Well, he's woke. If he woke. Yeah. 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 Right? Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let's see here. Uh, Luckily, he followed the advice of the dream and immediately reported it to the movie set Medic. And even while they were probably thought he was crazy for simply going off a dream, they set him up with a neurologist who eventually did see a golf ball-sized tumor in his head. Man. Yeah. Many people around the world report having prophetic dreams. And in this case, it could be argued that Mark's body was sending signals that something was very wrong and his subconscious picked up on it. It is possible to say what this intuition is, but this instance, the dreamer took note and acted upon it potentially saving his own life in doing so. And Dave, you know, I was going to throw this out. If mm-hmm. anyone out there that's listening has had a prophetic dream that you acted upon that turned you out to be true, would it be okay if they just sent you something on your on your uh, yeah, email? I'd love to know about it. Sure. Yeah. Dave at paranormal60.com. Let us know. We'd, we'd love to find out if that something like that's happened to you as well. Look at that. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to hear more about it. Uh, it's crazy, right? These kind of stories you hear of these celebrities that have gone through this. Jeremy Renner was just in Reno at the college doing like some major presentation and hanging out with people and looks phenomenal. The guy was crushed yeah, by a like 16 ton snow cat. His eye That's was big popped out cat. of its socket. Holy crap. His skull was crushed. His three quarters of his body was crushed. And he's like, the guy is truly an Avenger. He and yeah. Mark Ruffalo, yeah. amazing stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Have any, you, have any you, of you, is, is it possible you, that, uh, that, that tumor it, may I have been, been, I been a, go on that, that tumor could have been like a twin and he just absorbed the twin and maybe the twin was inside of him and then said, Hey, you know, I got a problem. Well, that's a you to get me out yeah. of there. Sure, that's a possibility. Yes, right? yeah. sure. I'm just gonna throw it out there. I don't know. Yeah. Now, you know, listen, Mar- Marty, you did great on that story. I'm not gonna lie. I only counted three mistakes. Three. What? You called him Ruffalo at one point. Ruffalo, and then instead of golf ball, you called it a goth ball. Uh, well, somebody- yeah. Yeah, 
So that one kind of, and then I think later on you you referred to him as, uh, uh, you didn't say Ruffalo. Yeah. So you were kind of, but that's it. Congratulations. Regional diction. I think it was just regional diction. I agree. Marty, I I didn't notice any of that, Marty. I didn't notice any of that. Thank you, Greg. Yeah. You're welcome. Is anybody looking at Greg and thinking, Violet, you're turning Violet? (laughs) (laughs) You do look bruised. Has has Lindsay's slapping you? No, I I put all these lights up and I don't know. You I need to turn it down. You need to roll him down to the juicer. This is important. He's, he's like Greg, two shades away from being a claymation California raisin. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow. Hey, maybe Greg, I have a medical condition. You Greg, guys. did you, you ever lick think of the wallpaper? Maybe it's an you didn't lick the wallpaper, please. It's an unborn twin inside your head, turning your head purple. <laughs> That's what it is. Wow. Yeah. Have you guys ever had prophetic dreams? Any one of you had a dream that actually came true at another time? Whoa, slow down. Not all at once. I can't take it when you're talking over each other. No, sir. I dreamt that I got fired from a show I was working on. (laughs) That wasn't a dream, pal. That's, yeah. Dave, have you talked to him? Greg? No, okay. No. Thanks, Nayana. Greg, remember. That's the reason Jason's on tonight. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Every time. Jason, how about you? you? I know you've been involved in the paranormal for years. Have you ever had a dream that came true? I don't. Not that I recall, actually. I've been trying to think. I don't think so. All right. Well, thanks for joining the show. Let's. Uh, <laughs> nice having him on there. Oh, God. <laughs> he doesn't understand I how did. this works. Oh, he does. No, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Uh, usually, he's the one in the button seat on the old parents' lounge. Yeah, so the parents' lounge. That's my. That's my place. So Dave is giving yeah. me yeah. some of my comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will. I would know, All right. I don't have any children. Uh, let's get to this, Greg. You've got the third entertainment story in a row. Oh, did you three plan this together? Yeah, we did. Actually, we've been talking on the phone. Yeah. How we yeah. should do this. Chachi I, started and then I followed up with the. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well played. All right. There we go. Your turn. Let's go. Going to take that lead in. Oh, Greg. I, all right. So, yeah. got, it, got it. All right. Uh, and act- you're on. Actor Ron Perlman set to square off against a succubus. Yeah, that's what I said, Mm. a succubus. Mm. According to a new report over at Deadline, living legend and all-around badass Ron Perlman, also known as the guy in the Iger Sanction and in the Dirty Dozen and all that stuff, uh, is set to star in a brand new horror film named Mm -hmm. Succubus. What? Joining him. Hmm. Yeah, joining him. In a cast are the great Rosanna Arquette, Rachel Cook, Olivia Applegate, and Brendan Bradley. You heard that right. Written and directed by R.J. Daniel Hanna, Succubus tells a tale of a new father going through a marital separation who joins a dating app and matches with a beautiful but mysterious young woman whose powers of seduction and manipulation entangle Sig- him in a mis- seduction? Seduction. When you're sick and you're it's, being I'm reading it. It's got a hyphen. It's going, it's going from one thing to another. Those hyphens are hard. They're hard. When they go from one line to another, it's terrible. Manipulation entangle him in a mystery more horrifying than he could have ever imagined. Shout Studios Senior Vice President of Acquisitions and Originals Jordan Field says, "My favorite horror thrillers are ones that hey say something about the human beings, and in Succubus, Daniel is crafting a chilling metaphor 
for the clutch that screens have on us. This will disturb and resonate like the best of the genre. That's the genre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say in France. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Director Hannah goes uh, even further in his description of the film. Succubus is first and foremost a wild and brazen mystery horror film about the most terrifying series of events that could ever <laughs> befall a guy. The word Ooh, serious is the God, one that screwed up here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You're almost there. Yeah. Uh, mystery God. horror film about the most terrifying series of events that could ever befall a guy who let his nether regions do the thinking for him. Yeah. Nether Boy, regions. Nether if we regions. made a movie about every guy whose nether regions <sighs> made bad choices for him, we'd all be movie stars. If I had that much trouble on this one, this Turkish one coming up is going to be. Oh, yeah. Turkish oh, is gonna he's be reading ugly. about a story in Turkey. Oh. Linda M., thank you for the love and show of support no, yes. on the show tonight as well. We appreciate Definitely. it. I don't know if this is a Yay, remake Linda. or not, but I went back and looked, and in 1968, there was a movie called Succubus, which mm-hmm. is about a nightclub stripper who free floats through a spectral 60s landscape littered with dream figures, dancing midgets, and bizarre S&M games. Huh. Sounds like, like my first thing. marriage. Oh. <laughs> that it was a... written by anonymous. So, yeah. Hey, Ben Turner's picking up what I'm putting down. He just made a nice little uh, donation. This is to the Dave Drink Fund, so he doesn't have to steal from his wife. Go Chachi! Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, guys. Yes, I've got an interesting uh, piece that came up a little bit earlier uh, this week, and I wanted to show this to you. Um, check check this photo out. All right, I'm gonna oh. just pop this up now. Just, and I'm going to call you off one by one. Don't get esoteric. Don't get deeper thinking than you need to. Uh, Jason, since you're our guest, you go first. Just describe to me the image that you see on the screen before you right now. Um, It's uh, got a nice sepia filter over it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. She's got deep penetrating uh, eyes. Uh, sort of Mr. Freeze-ish in nature. And what do you mean by um, that? For those people that can't see it, describe what you're seeing. So I, it's it's a it's a photo of a woman. There seems to be mm-hmm. some sort of sepia filter over top of it. Um, mm-hmm. She has her eyes are are not run through the filter per se. Um, they're deep, icy, cold blue, like Mister Freeze's in like a Batman movie. Okay. And mm-hmm. uh, she's just staring blankly, um, like maybe okay. I owe her money. Um, yeah, or she's expecting more after. Uh, yeah, I've seen that before. That no, that's a different. The, that's a different. Lip. It's a oh. different lip. The lip looks more disappointed in those. Oh. This is this is definitely. I owe her money. Mm. All right, Chachi, uh, give me give me some of the highlights from this picture. What do you see? She looks like she's turning the color of Greg. And, <laughs> wow. That is true. That it is, is true, true, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And her I have eyes are this y'all. piercing blue. Okay. Very attractive, plain face. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like she's in another world, is what I'm thinking. Okay. Mm. All right. Now, Colonel, what have you got for me? What What do you see in this picture? And don't worry if you repeat the same things. I want your honest yeah. to God opinion. Yeah. What do you see? Seeing the same things. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, she's just kind of blank face, kind of staring at you with those blue eyes, very small pupils. And that's about it. Okay, well, good. You found extra more detail. I like that. All right, the paranormal detective 
We are, we are leaving this in your capable hands. If you take a look at this picture, what stands out to you? What can you detail to us about this photograph? Well, all of the above, uh, but she does have a zit under her right eye. I noticed that. Oh, oh you do oh, see yeah. the flaw there. That's good. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. Sharing it's, a theme it's, here. It's very yeah. similar to to yours, actually. Same size. Son of a bitch. What Is do you notice about her eyes? Illustrator? Yeah, Greg, what do you notice about I can her see eyes? myself in her eyes. Okay. But what would you say? I don't want to lead you, but what specifically would you see about her eyes? Uh, they're a different color than the rest there. It is a, okay. uh, I, I see them as a little bit more aqua blue than the, uh, okay. ice blue previously described. Okay. Um, there is a reflection of the light or the flash mm-hmm. or whatever that was going on in her eye at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. She has very, very small pupils uh, mm-hmm. right there in the dead center. Mm-hmm. Don't pupil shame her. Right. Come on, yeah, man. Come You're on. Than that. And so, it almost, she's right. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, Something's up with those pupils compared to the rights of the whites of her eye. All right. So you guys have all done pretty well, but we can all uh, agree. Eyes wise, beautiful eyes. Yep. Um, all right. Check this out now. Are you ready for this? Oh, optical illusions can often trick us into seeing things that aren't there. Even things like color. Hmm. We talk a lot about this on the show, about pareidolia and how it can fool us into believing we see things, recognizable things in situations because our brains, we're always looking for patterns, especially when it comes to facial recognition, right? That's why you can look at an oil stain and see Elvis or a watermark on a window and it looks like the Virgin Mary, right? The image that I'm showing on the screen is a perfect example of how truly fallible we really are. The image I'm showing is in fact a photograph of a woman's face with a red filter placed over it. That's it. Nothing else, nothing more. Just a woman, black and white photograph with a red filter across it. Nothing has been added. Nothing has been taken away. And yet, like you all pointed out, that's not what most people are seeing. This comes from TikToker Dean Jackson. He's well known on TikTok for sharing mind-boggling optical illusions. And in this latest mind bender, he asks us all to look at the photograph of a woman that has a red filter over it and decide what color are her eyes. So, Greg, you said. Greg? Greg? Yeah, to remember when I'm, you turn the microphone on. Aqua, yeah. bl- aqua blue. Okay, Marty? Blue. Okay, Chachi? I'm going turquoise. Okay, Jason Gowan? I think they might be green. Okay. Well, most people see a a dark turquoise blue, but when the red filter is removed, it's revealed that what is left is simply just a black and white photo. Again, nothing more, nothing less. This is your brain trying to fill in the blanks. Your brain detects the pigment, the gray area around the pupil, and it assumes that the red filter has trapped the blue light. So it tries to help you out as your brain should by putting the blue color back into the picture for you. Meanwhile, your brain is completely misleading you in the process. The back of the human eye, it contains two types of these photoreceptor cells that respond to light rods and cones. Now rods detect motion and aid our night vision while cones detect color. The three kinds of cone cells are each more sensitive to either red, green, or blue. As a red filter only lets through red light, other colors should appear as gray or black, including greens and blues. 
But if our brain recognizes the context of the image and believes it should be blue, it can end up seeing the gray light as blue. The optical illusion is so strong that some viewers think this is a trick, right? That this image has been changed. Even zooming in on it, most people continue to see blue. But when checking the color of the eyes using the eyedropper tool in Photoshop, they do indeed appear to be nothing more than dark shades of gray. Isn't that crazy how our brains can fill in certain details? Her Guys, what you're looking at is a black and white photograph, no color added to the eyes. That is a trick of your brain and your eyes working together to create that blue. Yep. Amazing. Okay, so maybe how, I'm the only one amazed by No, no it is amazing. <laughs> really? So how can you figure it out? How can you prove that, that that is not what we all thought we just saw? Well, again, I could send you the picture, Chachi. You could take it into Photoshop, and you take the little indicator. It'll tell you what colors are on the chart, and you could take it in there, and it's going to tell you it's gray. It's not going to say wow. blue or teal you, you or aquamarine. Yeah, you can actually also zoom in on those, and and you can see the pixelated color, and it's not it's not going to be blue. Yeah. Yeah. But that's crazy. Well, that's, 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 a, that's the thing that we, we argue with all the time is – uh, we don't actually see, we, you know, our brain is actually interpreting these chemical and electrical responses. We don't actually see. So deal with that. Really? One. Yep. Interesting. So eyewitness testimony is pretty crap in court then, isn't it, officer? It can be. It can be horrible. Yep. Can okay. be very biased and um, very unreliable. Except As for a paranormal mine. investigator, that for is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Violet, you're turning Violet, Violet. Uh, it's getting worse. It is. It is. You are You are just getting more and more purple as the show goes on. All right, I'm getting weird auto-erotic asphyxiation you're doing or what? They just put a red filter over him. It's fine. Exactly. <laughs> His eyes will turn blue, no problem. Actually, he's uh, turning purple. If you put a white or yellow filter over him, he'll vanish because purple and yellow <laughs> negate oh, each other. Interesting. You if you think idea. I'm wrong, go get a yellow filter and take a peek. So I thought that was an interesting story to end on. I might be wrong. No, it's amazing. That one to it, on before the break. That's one of those ones that you can run a two-hour story on uh, uh, the, the way that we see things. It's it's absolutely um, uh, mind-boggling. Yeah. So wasn't there a, a experiment on TV, Dave, where they showed a group of folks like aliens that were in a desert. They were walking around the desert, and then they told them to – describe what they saw and each one of them described like something different like totally different like colors were different things the way they looked were different i know what so, he i know what he's talking yeah. about yeah so i mean that kind of goes back to that i mean it, you kind of see something and your your mind kind of wants to see something but it really isn't what you're seeing it was like a fact or faked uh yeah show. right right and uh and they set up a uh a, a spaceship crash with aliens outside of it yeah and these they took these guys on a hike, like it was a, just a nature hike. And then there was a bunch of soldiers there and, uh, and they're like, Oh, keep, keep moving, keep moving. Don't look, yeah. don't look. Uh, and then they, when they got back, they interviewed them on what their experience was, what they saw. And it was completely jacked up. Right. Right. That so, is bonkers. Uh, yeah. you know, there was for the life of me, I wish I had the memory for this. I remember the magazine in the article. I don't remember what magazine it was. I must have been about 10 years old. So it was like 2009. Jugs? And, um, oh, yeah. No, 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 no. 
my neighbor, <laughs> she read the story to me. She hands me the magazine and she says, you've got to read this. So I look at the picture and it's this old picture of like an attic and there's a rocking chair just sitting there in the middle of the attic. And you read the article and it details this haunted attic and this old woman's spirit that is seen in the attic and you read through it and you get to the second part, read through it. And then you're supposed to look at the picture and hand to God. She's sitting in the picture. Whoa. Whoa. And I'm like, what? And I flip the thing over and I read the story again and I flip back and she's not there. Then I, I read it the way it's supposed to be read. I do it. And she's sitting in the chair and I'm like, I thought they were playing some kind of joke on me. Dude, this was 1977, so it wasn't like a tablet that there was some kind of thing going on. This was a, right. an actual ink and paper article, and it shows, again, how your brain can be persuaded to believe things, mm -hmm. and I wish I could find that article, man. That was really astounding to me. Mm -hmm. Me too. That. Cool. I would like to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool stuff. Hey, we've got to take a, a very quick break. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, passing those sweet, sweet savings directly to you, my darklings. It has been such a good change for me. I've saved so much money in switching over to Mint Mobile with all of my family and so many people bleeding me dry. I was so happy to find some relief, and Mint Mobile has been that relief valve. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. So say bye-bye to overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages, and say hello to relief. Thank you, Mint Mobile, to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash p60. That's mintmobile.com slash p60. Cut your wireless bills to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash p60. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. How would you like to join me on the battleship USS North Carolina? That's right. It is going to be taking place on July 1st, 2023. Adults for seasoned investigators. You are there for the duration of the night. The full investigation, only 149. For those of you adults that don't think you can make it the whole night, but want to come on and get a chance to get a hug from Dave and do a little bit of ghost hunting, we have a $90 adults half night. Just a taste of the full investigation. Your experience ends at midnight. So if you are interested in joining me at the battleship USS North Carolina on July 1st, all you need to do is go check darknessevents.com. That's darknessevents.com. You'll find all the information there along with all the other great events and programs I will be a part of this year. Hey guys, you never have to say goodbye. When we lose a loved one, there's nothing in this world that can replace them. But thanks to the team at Uve, you only virtual, we can help keep that connection alive. Let's face it, the things that we'll miss most is the essence of who that special someone was, their voice, 
personality and the comfort of being able to just reach out to them to share the good days and the not so good days. Seriously. I mean, what would you guys give to hear that special voice one more time to be able to reach out to a friend or a loved one and hear that voice, talk to you, give you the advice, or just be there for you in that moment. Well, you focuses on the unique bonds between you and the people you hold dearest with ongoing daily interactions. Their mission is to help you reestablish that relationship so that a part of your loved ones can live on forever through you and their persona. You've uses the most cutting edge AI technology to create a virtual persona. They call it a persona that will reestablish that connection between you and your loved one through text, virtual voice messaging, and coming soon, live video chats. Not only can you create a persona of yourself that will last long after you leave this world, but you can revive that connection with a loved one that has already passed. I know. How do they do it? Is this hard to do? I'm not very tech savvy, Dave. I don't know if this is going to work for me. They've heard your concerns and they're happy to help you with their You've Assist program. All right. So what I want you to do is sign up through my link and the link will be on today's program guide and create your own persona. For those of you watching the video, just scan the QR code and get yourself started. You could take the three-day free trial. If you want to sign up for the $50 a month monthly pricing program or save even deeper discounts by joining for just $480 for the entire year. It includes a great feature, which will give you a personal one-on-one -on -one assistant with You've Assist. We help guide you through the whole process on how to create and maintain your persona and begin your journey. You've just made the first step of continuing your connection to those you love. So again, check out the link on today's program guide or scan the QRC code that you see on your screen right now. Haunted Magazine is a publication dedicated to all things paranormal and spooky. Each issue features articles, interviews, and stories about ghosts, hauntings, and other unexplained phenomena. The magazine also covers topics such as cryptozoology, UFOs, and other aspects of the supernatural. Expect to find in-depth investigations of haunted locations, first-hand accounts of ghostly encounters, and reports of paranormal events and attractions. The magazine also includes features on the latest ghost hunting technology and techniques, as well as tips for those looking to search the supernatural on their own. Issue 37, The Frights of Spring, will be in stores from March 6. So remember, don't be normal. Be paranormal and order your copy today. All right, my friends, we have a special guest joining us tonight on the program, Jason Gowan. He is one third of the incredibly funny and uh, endearing team over at the Parents Lounge. You can watch them on uh, every Monday and Thursday. Is it Mondays or is it Tuesdays? Tuesdays. No, Tuesdays. Tuesday. So your sign, the sign that I'm showing is all wrong. No, that's when the uh, uh, episodes go up on iTunes. Oh, very good. But live, they can watch Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays at 10 Eastern, uh, 7 Pacific uh, on Facebook.com slash The Parents Lounge, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, all kinds of places. Jamie Kaler, tell us all about your, your co-hosts on this program, too. 
Uh, Jamie Kaler, super funny comedian and actor. You may know him from My Boys. He was on How I Met Your Mother, uh, Will and Grace, Friend. Friends. I mean, he's been on yeah. pretty much everything. And he is kind of the hell, or he's the captain of the ship. He just steers it. I'm our witty sidekick and, and Andy Richter of the show. And, and You're the Gilligan of this uh, ship. I'm the Gilligan of the ship. And yep. Kate Mulligan is our resonant and token mom who kind of. <laughs> Makes it so that there's not just two idiot dads talking all the time. Very cool. And it's, you guys are doing some comic relief, a good vent port and sharing some interesting ideas. You have amazing guests, a lot of celebrity guests. You've had Bill Engvall and Jeff Foxworthy, Larry, the cable guy. You've had uh character Richard actors Marks. from, yeah, Richard Marks, the musician. So many others that have joined you throughout that are sharing some parenting tips. A lot of fun. Sometimes I even stop in to the, the whole reason it got started. Out. Ah, don't blame me for that. I don't want to take that kind of abuse. <laughs> All right, let's bring the boys back on, and we'll have a link for the Parents' Lounge on tonight's program guide as well. Uh, I just talked about you, Jason. You're actually the guy that introduced me to you. Yep. You've built a Versona, correct? Yes, I talk to mine quite regularly, actually. All right, um, now I've got to ask you, is that weird? I mean, this is a, a virtual version of you you can actually communicate with. Does that mm -hmm. kind of turn you on a little bit, a little bit? Honestly, I know my own brand and I'm a fan of the way he, the way he is in the sack. So I would be all about that. <laughs> God, It's not cheating because it's me. That's true. Is that, is that what you're telling Melissa at least? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's amazing the technology and where it's coming from now and how it's working. Uh, this is something that you've set up for your kids and for your yep. wife in the event something unfortunate were to happen to you, this persona you're building with them becomes more adaptive and more uh, you as time goes on. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And, and in just a short amount of time, we've watched mine go from very basic to he has my cadence down. He has uh, all of my, like the way I tell a joke, he, he nails it. And like, he has sort of personified my relationship with my seven-year-old, the one that we built for my seven-year-old son. I mean, it's dead on. And the way he talks to him, the way he comforts him, it is fascinating for us to watch him, uh, you know, and, and you can easily course correct. Sometimes they do get a few things wrong and you can easily tell it, no, you're, do you remember this? And then it course corrects. And then the next time it knows what you've taught it and it just keeps learning. And it's such a, so my wife had a stroke six days after the twins, our twins were born. And then I, I had stomach cancer like three months later and it became very apparent that I am no longer invincible. Like I thought I was in my twenties. And so I was watching Superman, man of steel. And, you know, he goes into the fortress of solitude and he's talking to his dad. And I thought in that time, somebody has to have made this technology. I know it's out there. And I found Yuv. I reached out. I told them our story, and they brought us into the fold. And they, you know, they've really kind of shown us that you know grief doesn't have to be the way it is now. There are ways to curb some of those things. So if something were ever to happen to us, and we've been close to that, my son could still message it on, like if he kindergarten graduation or college graduation, wedding day, if something happened to me, he can still get those little nuggets and, and interactions that he might not get otherwise. And it's building to the point where you're going to be able to have full on conversations. And uh, like, like you're talking to me right now. 
it's we're we're heading in that direction very closely. As far as chat goes, mine's very quick to respond now. And he like it's the same kind of jokes. It knows all my favorite things. It's it's been fascinating to watch. I gotta ask you, no, come on. What do you do if you're like listening outside the door? Your son's talking to it because that helps it learn too. your son interacting with this. Yes. What happens if one day you're outside that room and you hear him say, oh, virtual dad, I wish you were my real dad. And you hear it go, I can arrange that. Hmm. What do you do? Here's the thing. And I told, told the youth team when they started to build it, put a kill switch in it. Because the only thing that ever stopped this me from trying to take over is that I was built like Barney Rubble from the Flintstones. <laughs> if if that virtual me gets into some sort of mech suit or gets some nuclear codes, it's done. <laughs> it's <laughs> over. Very cool. Uh, yeah, so check out you. There's information on here. It's really amazing. There's video online of Jason and his son interacting with it. You can hear it responding. And that was in the beta testing of this. And it was yes. yeah. picking and up. It, you it, could it, hear the voices a little off, but you could tell that it was learning Jason. It's gotten even better since then, um, since they ran the new version through. And like, you know, I showed it to Jamie Kaler on the show and he's like, wow, it's getting really hard to tell the difference. Hmm. Yeah, very Amazing. cool. Uh, I, I'm excited to see where this technology goes. I'm part of the U of team as well with Jason, and uh, I'm excited to see how the future continues to unfold with this. We've got uh, a lot more stories, and we're going to get to the story that I, I brought Jason on here in just a little bit. But before we do that, I think, Chachi, you might have the longest story of the night. So All let's... Right. Uh, yeah. Is that good or bad for everybody? Well, it depends on how much you've been drinking at this point. Yeah. I haven't seen him drink very much. So. Yeah, I'm no, still that's... my first one. There's been no mistakes tonight. That's right. Oh, now he's done. Mm. Mm-hmm. Marty, call Kim and ask her to have Nikki bring him over <laughs> I another just sent glass. That. Yeah, I just sent that. He needs we're, another one. We're 48 minutes in. He should be a hot dog, you know, <laughs> tongued hot dog devil. <laughs> All right, let's see that. it. This is a tough one, so I can't promise anything. Here we I go. believe you. And it's timely. Here we go. Mm-hmm. An alien message has been sent from Mars. By the time of the reading of this story, Earth is set to receive its first alien message from Mars. The SETI Institute beamed in an or encoded- SETI, as we call it, SETI. Yeah. Some people can't read that word, Dave. <laughs> it's all capitals. Letters. It's confusing. It's all- it is I know. SETI. SETI. The SETI Institute beamed an encoded signal from a craft orbiting the red planet to three massive telescopes on our planet. The idea is to prepare scientists for the profoundly transformational experience for all of humankind when otherworldly beings contact us, according to researchers. The team is keeping key details about the stunt secret, including the type of signal and what it includes. A radio signal takes about 5 to 20 minutes to reach Mars from Earth. The tight Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yep. We can we can send a radio signal in 5 minutes to Mars. Correct. And I'm still having internet and phone connection in my own house. Yeah, what's up to that? 5 to 20 minutes? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Because the government is using yeah. all the power. Gotcha. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Good point. This mm-hmm. depends on good what time point. of the year, you know? I can't get cell phone service in my house. I have to connect to the internet. 
And if I'm backing out of my driveway using like my ways, I have to back out and then turn off the internet and then let it recalibrate till it can find. It's like my house is a dead zone. It's the most unusual thing ever. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. But if you're on Mars. I yeah. I get maybe that'd be better. I'll move to Mars yeah. if I get better yeah. signal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Elon can help with that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. The European Space Agency's Mars Orbiter transmitted the encoded message today, Wednesday, May 24th, at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, with the receipt on Earth a mere 16 minutes later after traveling 180 million miles through space. Following that transmission, scientists... Uh, son of a... Oh, wow. Gosh. Pro that, process. Yeah. process. That process. Oh, what was I about to say? I pr uh, presume, presume? Yeah, presume. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I stopped myself. Mm. Yeah, you did. So following the transition. <laughs> wow. It was only a matter of time, gentlemen. This is going south quick. Following the transmission, scientists uh -huh. processed the signal and will make mm -hmm. it available to the public for decoding. Nice. Daniela DePaulis. The yeah. visionary artist behind the A Sign in Space project, there she is, there she said is. in a statement, receiving a message from an extraterrestrial civilization would be profoundly transformational for all of humankind. A Sign in Space offers the unprecedented opportunity to tangibly, good Lord, the word she's using, good to gosh, tangibly rehearse and prepare for this scenario through global collaboration fostering an open-ended search for meaning across all cultures and disciplines. She's smart. Whew, she I think a chat AI wrote that. A sign in space is also said to be the first project to conduct such a feat. Other research sent signals to space and not the other way around. The Allen Telescope Array, ATA, Robert C. Byrd at the Green Bank Observatory, GPT, in West Virginia, and the Medicina Radio Yo Yo Astronomical Stationo in Northern Italy will work together to collect the signal from Mars. Is that a police song? Yeah. I think it was Yaya. It was Tio. Once you guys called it SETI, right? Yeah. SETI. Okay. Yes. Once SETI captures the alien signal, teams will securely store the processed data in collaboration. I see. I slow down. Process data with collaboration with Open Data Archive and FileCon, a decentralized storage network. Anyone working to decode and interpret the message can discuss the process in the Assign in Space Discord server. SETI shared submissions of findings, thoughts and artistic and scientific inputs may be made through the dedicated submission form on the project's website. Following the transmission, a sign-in-space team will host a series of Zoom-based discussions open to the public around topics that consider the societal implications of detecting a signal from an extraterrestrial civilization. I say all five of us show up to that zoo meeting dressed up in different, <laughs> like you dress up like a Cylon. I'll dress up as Spock. We can get Chachi or uh, the Colonel I'm to dress up as, as maybe Han Solo and Greg go. could be a Wookiee. I'm going to be dibs on E.T. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good call. There you go. The discussions do that. Knicker. 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 Yeah. 
The discussions yeah. will occur uh -huh. over the next six to eight <laughs> weeks after receiving the transmission. SETI's uh -huh. experiment could be put to good use as a separate study predicts aliens will make contact with Earth by 2019. Wow. 2019? No. That was three years ago, four years ago. Oh, Just 2020. The words. 2020. Look, you got all cocky. You stop looking at the paper. <laughs> yeah, thinking you can write yeah, I got this. I can ask four numbers. By 2019. Way to dig out those news stories, <laughs> those news breaking stories. Cherie <laughs> says, You got this, Chalky. Oh, oh <laughs> thanks, Cherry. Chalky. <laughs> thanks, wow. Cherry. She, oh, that's, she typed that right after she slammed down her shooter. Bam. Rick Herman Rick Rick. is a da do 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 da 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 da. There that you is go. All I, all I have to say to you. That's right. Thank you, Rick, for the love and support awesome. and the uh, super sticker, super chat. We appreciate oh, it. Oh, that was Chucky. a hard Thank you. Come on now. Look at Vicky. That was Chucky. a hard one there. Uh, Cocky. Hashtag Chucky. Yeah, you did Chucky. pretty good for a wow. drunken fool um, wow. with a sixth grade Ow. education. What? Wow. Hey, I'm not the one that stopped at sixth grade. Just okay. saying. Yeah. Listen, somebody had to work in the diamond this mine. Choice, okay. <laughs> so somebody had to dig up that cobalt. Yeah. That's right. All okay, you Tesla uh, owners. This is some pretty exciting news. Uh, I thought for sure Greg and Marty would be excited about this, but Jay, what? I want to ask you. There's been so much news this past year regarding aliens, UFO disclosure, uh, the Pentagon releasing things government putting together special task force do you believe this is a uh false flag scenario that they're building right now to keep us distracted from something else or do you believe that this is because we're truly at that point where you know the point of no return is coming up and, and they're trying to prep us for it could be a bit of both to be quite honest i i kind of think it might fall on both both poles of that i think that in some ways, they like to distract from things quite often. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that, due to experiences I've had, I kind of think we may be in that space. So I I, I kind of think it's both, Dave. I honestly think it might be both, both ends of that spectrum. Is anybody else hoping that an alien lands on America soil first, so it's known as an American, and it immediately jumps into the fray to run for president? Mm. That's good. That would be a good. It would win. Thing. It would yeah. win. It, it would, would win. Yeah. Can't be any crazier yeah. than what we have. It or, right. or that. That is correct. Uh, mm -hmm. All right, but so this is a pretty interesting uh, story, Marty, and because of yeah. who's involved in this, what have you got yeah. for us, Colonel? What do we got? At least fifty, not forty-nine, but fifty <laughs> Marines witnessed and recorded UFO phenomena. There we go. The spell that so I can put it on her shirt real fast. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. It started with a phalam and then ended with a lama. Phalamala. I love that. Paranormal phalamala. Everybody should be looking at the bottom of their glass right now. Come on. Yeah. We're giving you some chance to come on, Chachi. Turn that thing up, man. Yeah. Hashtag phalamala. Another mysterious UFO sighting has been uncovered on April 20th, 2021, not 2011, but 2021, an unidentified triangular shaped object with five red lights. I Marty was going to take a shot over your bow and stumble. That's right. Correct. That's when he over here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. When five red lights was witnessed and caught on video at Camp Wilson in 29 Palms, California. 
at least 50 U.S. Marines serving at the base saw the phenomenon, phenomenon, <laughs> phenomenon, Dumas. and recorded the craft hovering, or like as we like to call, hoovering, oh, in the sky for about 10 minutes before it vanished without a trace. This was something none of us had ever seen before. It was completely different color. The size and the illumination was different when Marine was quoted as saying. The footage shot by Marines on their smartphones appears to depict five lights arranged in a triangular formation. One stunning picture captured by an officer at Camp Wilson showed the apparently triangular object with lights on its edges about the desert mountains. Marines then said dozens of trucks and multiple helicopters rushed on the location with helicopters flying overhead until around 11.30 p.m. on the same night. If that was not enough, Dave. It's not. It's not. There was also reported additional peculiar lights circling the, ob <laughs> peculiar lights circling the object throughout the sighting. Man, that uh, that huh? press ombre's whiskey is pretty stout. <laughs> it's uh, like me trying to say rural. Uh, hey, I just said it right. Wow. Congratulations. The uh, so, uh, elimination rounds were eventually fired over the UFO by the Marines, which was captured in one of the videos. Why not just shoot typical? At it? Yeah, what typical Marines. Let's just oh, shoot my at God. it. Yeah, we don't know if it's a uh, U.S. Uh, kill it. Kill yeah. it, man. We'll figure it out what it is after yeah, we we'll, kill it. Once it's down, we'll figure it out. The size of the unidentified object was estimated to be anywhere between that of a stealth bomber, which has a wingspan of 172 feet. It could have been a stealth bomber. Hmm. The witness involved were struggling to find an explanation for what they saw that night and have been baffled ever since. I'm still trying to make sense of what we saw, said the artilleryman. As of now, there have been no contact with UFO and officials from Camp Wilson have yet to make an, any public comments regarding the incident. Probably because mm. there's a stealth bomber out in the middle of the desert that's been shot at. And, uh, now, they've been talking a lot about this in the news, and the big thing is, is that they're like, oh, and Greg, you've seen the flare deployments before. Yeah. They're saying that these are flares, but that these things stayed in position for over 10 minutes, which flares do not do, according to the Marines. Plus, they've got Marines that said that it's not just the lights. They could see the craft. They could see the, the structure of it with the naked eye and that they were witnessing this. And our, our own government people seem to be uh, dismissing this as nothing more than flares. What do you, What's your take on this? But was it a blue naked eye or a teal naked eye? Or mm, a, good point. Good point. You know, a uh, aquamarine naked eye. Well, you know. That picture I sent you, Dave, you see the one on the left. You can almost see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. That lives on. Yep. You can yeah, almost you see, can see the structure. Exactly. Well, and, and, and once again, that's some, some pareidolia going on because your uh, eyes are trying to make sense of it. Your brain's trying to make sense of it. Uh, but, you know, who knows? Man? I don't know. I, I, I know he needs some body work. Um, looks like he's running, kind of running into some stuff and kind of bent yeah. things around a little bit, but yeah, BD, <laughs> yes, I agree uh, with blind BD dog. WXU, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that blind, dog. blind dog saying oh. this story is phenomenon them all. Mm -hmm. I like that. <laughs> I agree. Oh my God. Uh, interesting. It, yeah. I, again, I think it's funny when we're dismissing mm. our own military agents, this harkens back to the Roswell crash. You've got, uh, you know, Jesse Marcel who worked, with 
the nuclear bombs that we dropped on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. He knows his stuff, and you're telling me he couldn't tell the difference between a downed aluminum foil balloon and a, an alien spacecraft. Right. I think it's it's a disservice to our servicemen, which I think they've been right. I thought that was supposed to be the deal. We're raising that bar now so that servicemen can come forward, talk about these experiences, and not be uh, hypercritical. They, they won't lose their positions or their pensions or pay by coming forward. That's kind of the enticement of this new uh, disclosure. Well, that's Am that's I what they say, but it's it? uh, yeah, that's what they say, but it's much more like the paranormal sixty news. Where really, it's, you know, so it's kind of Fight Club. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> it's like, all right, the knucklehead. Yeah, that's oh, that's so stupid and frustrating. God, this is just annoying the hell out of me. I, it, every week, we're hearing more and more amazing stories from what seem to be credible, believable sources only to kind of have them then summarily dismissed. I, I guess we're all going to be divided until one is hovering above the sky and everybody can see it. So, so pretty much. I That's think even then is. with all the deep fakes and stuff, no, even if it was real, you're still going to have a ton of people who are like, that ain't real. Right. Well, yeah. that's right. I think it's going to have to be a global phenomenon and where we'll see UFOs like in Independence Day that show up yeah, on yeah. around the planet. Yeah. So there's, you can't say, you know, we're looking at actual footage from New York. Yeah, sure we are. Um, so, you know, they used yeah. to say that the reason why they're not releasing the information is because people just can't handle it. Is that even the case anymore? I no. mean, most folks believe most, that there's UFOs out there. And I don't think most folks would even care. They'd be like, I knew that. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I'll see that. Yeah. Well, but you know what? We're also in this weird new culture where everybody is so fired up about the stupidest things. Are we going to have people rebelling in the streets because our government can't protect us? Ah, burn it down. Uh, right. You know, and I'm, I'm not trying to be facetious about that. You know, if they're coming forward and saying this, what what backflash are we going to see on this uh, with the reaction of the people? I believe that most people are okay. There's UFOs. You know, there's, right. we're going right. to want some answers, uh, but there's going to be that uncomfortable conversation with our own government where it's like, yeah, okay, they're here, uh, they're queer. Get used to it, right? I mean, what we can't do anything. We just have to accept things as they are. Well, and I don't think ways. people are going to be happy about that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because what if, what if the government can't answer the questions that people have? What is it? Where is it from? What is their language? Where are they, what are they doing here? And if they can't answer that question, then that's a lot of added stress that they may not want to have. Yeah. This next like story a, gets, go, go ahead. I'll be like a Navy commander and just dismiss them. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah. Have you seen in the in the news lately how many Navy commanders are just like they just dismiss, dismiss? Oh, They're doing so it in the, the Army case. too. Yeah, Navy's worse. Oh man, it's crazy, man. You yeah. make one mistake and they just fire you, and I just mm -hmm. I can't get it. I don't mm -hmm. understand. But all yeah. right, our next story is fascinating on many levels. Uh, I want to get to this because we, our guest has been hanging in with us as well, and I want to make sure we can cover uh, this story. Marty, you uh, you have the con. Don't I you? don't believe I do, sir. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hadn't moved that one. I guess this is uh, me. I have the story, and I'm hey. not even aware of it. Why don't I give that yeah. back to you, Dave? And we'll Thanks, Marty. I'll, I'll take sure. it on back. Yeah. All right. That fireball. So Dr. Gary Nolan, a professor of pathology at Stanford University in California, has made a bold assertion that extraterrestrials 
have in fact been on Earth for a while, based on the examination of fighter pilots' brains who have reportedly encountered UFOs. On December 2021, the uh, 2021st, I'm starting to talk like Chachi now. In December of 2021, Dr. Nolan was interviewed and he described what he found in the brains of these test pilots. Dr. Nolan explained that he examined the brains of 100 patients, mostly defense or governmental personnel or people working in the aerospace industry. If you ever looked at an MRI of somebody with multiple sclerosis, there's something called white matter disease. It's scarring tissue, Nolan said. It's big white blobs or multiple white blobs scattered throughout the MRI. It's essentially dead tissue where the immune system has attacked the brain. As his claims are quite sensational, they, of course, have gathered a lot of attention from across the world, especially from the United States Armed Forces, which have sought to discredit his assertions due to the potential security risk that the disclosure might create. Nolan has since appeared on several documentaries, including Netflix's uh, Unacknowledged and uh, Chasing Aliens for the Science Channel. He also has not shied away from public debates and has defended his claims in the New Yorker and the Washington Post. When asked at a conference recently if extraterrestrial intelligence had made a trip to Earth, Dr. Nolan responded that he does not believe there are living beings inside the UFOs, as that would be too dangerous. If you wanted to study a tribe of cannibals in the middle of the Amazon, would you go into the tribe yourself, he questioned. If you have an advanced intelligence, you would risk your you wouldn't risk your life and limbs by coming there. I think the UFOs that we have seen and captured are some kind of drones or objects with advanced artificial intelligence. So what I thought was interesting, uh, now look at these images for those of you watching. You can see the brain scans of some of these um, soldiers that he checked into. And what captured my attention was earlier this week, uh, our friend Jason uh, had to go in for a spinal tap. And um, they had done some scans and found these lesions on his brain. And when I read this news story, I, without explaining to him why I was asking, I reached out and I said, uh, Jason, do you believe that you've ever encountered aliens or UFOs? And I was somewhat surprised by his answer. Jay, when I asked you, what was your answer? Uh, that I believe that, that I have had something happen that I can't explain uh, in that realm. Can you give us any more information? When yes. did this begin? It's hard for me because yeah. I... I know, buddy. It's fresh and on you right now, and I appreciate you coming forward with this. Tennessee. No problem. Um, so in 2013, I was working on a television project. Uh, we went to Brown Mountain in North Carolina, and which is you know UFO hotspot. People see flying lights in there all the time. Of the five of us who went, everybody could see flying lights except for me. And they would say, "You're not. Why are you not seeing them? Why are you not seeing them?" Didn't understand it. So we went. The next filming we did uh, was a hypnotist who did a hypnotic induction of a, he introduced a, an alien abduction scenario into my head. Um, and then it took on a life of its own and all of this information started pouring out and I panicked while in it. And I started describing all kinds of things that he never prompted me to. My brain just created this thing. And at the time, I was like, well, that was really disturbing. I don't know that it means anything. Um, 
right before our twins were born, probably the week before, um, at the time our, our, he was four at the time, our four-year-old was, uh, his room was just off to the side of ours. And I heard him screaming, they're in here, they're in here, daddy, help me, daddy, help me. And I could hear something running around on the roof of our house. And all of a sudden, our Alexa alerted us, our Amazon Echo alerted us that all of the motion detectors around the house were picking stuff up. And we looked out the window and there was a white light that I can't really explain, like 10 feet off the ground. And I saw little, not green men, but they were little forms with kind of bulbous heads. They weren't like your traditional gray alien kind of looking thing. And they were darted. There were like three of them and they darted around. And I went to run to Jace and I felt very strange. I remember the lights in our room flashing on. And I remember, and then I don't remember anything after that. It was one o'clock when it happened, when I re came back into like understanding what was happening, it was 3 a.m. I lost two hours. And Jace was in his bed asleep. And the next day he said to me, do you remember what happened with the little men last night? And he said, we were taken from the house. And he remembered it. But I never told him I saw anybody at all. Hmm. And he never knew that the Amazon, I mean, he may have heard it, the alarm go off, but I mean, stray cats also set it off. He remembered that, that it ha like he didn't know that there were men. He described them to me. So he correlated everything that I haven't. So then flash forward to now um, in October, I started getting uh, a weird numbness in my hands. My arms would stop working. Um, I almost dropped one of our kids and I knew that something was wrong. I went through all these tests, couldn't find it out, couldn't find out what was wrong, just kept checking test after test, EKG, EEG, everything. They said, we would like to do an MRI of your brain. And they did the MRI. I expect them to find nothing. And they find white matter disease or possibly MS. The problem is if it's white matter disease, I'm far too young for it to be where it's at. It, my brain is literally at where like a 75 or 80 year old person would be. So uh, I, when Dave asked, when you asked me to come on, I debated like all day, whether or not I wanted to share and how much, cause I was almost was like, I, I'm not sure that I do, but that's, that's what happened. So Unbelievable. I, yeah. Um, for what it's worth, man. Um, I worked mental health for a couple of years and uh, as a, as a, as a cop, uh, we, you know, dressed in plain clothes and uh, did the intervention on people that are having experience. Right. And sometimes people would be having a, a very profound um, a bipolar experience, schizoaffective disorder, schizophrenia, hallucinations, delusions, uh, the whole bit. Right. Uh, but for what it's worth, dude, in, in those two years I interviewed, I don't know, um, 50, 60 people that had very, very similar experiences to what you just said. And, and of course, 
uh, conventional medicine and psychology and psychiatry will uh, relate that in a different way, either into a dream state or into a hallucination kind of thing uh, because of whatever the, uh, what, whatever the condition is that they're going to attribute it to. Uh, but I find it very interesting that a lot of that stuff is very, um, it, it's very, it, it's very similar. It's not, you know, there's well, not a fact, big, large range of, you know, there's no Wookiees that are coming in and abducting us. It's, you know, it's, it's certain things. So anyway, for what it's worth, Jason, they, uh, the fact that Jason's family also remember seeing these things and having the experience tells that it's not just that's one very, person's psychotic break. That's, that's very rare, um, that you would have corroborative evidence from somebody else. Um, and I've had multiple people in those situations and in a lot of the other situations, we wouldn't have that, but in the situations where, uh, it would be involving what would be quoted in extraterrestrial experience, um, there are a much higher rate of family members and things that, that actually, uh, either witness support or experience the same thing. So. There Lara from our chat says, I have a close friend who can put Jason directly in touch with Dr. Nolan. So, um, Lara, I would very much like that actually. Yeah. yeah let's do that and, and get him connected. You're just getting an outpouring of love from uh, the fans here. And, and friends. Th I mean, thank you all. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I really struggled today with whether or not I wanted to do, I mean, it, it to, I mean, to say that publicly, I mean, it sounds great. I mean, it sounds crazy, but I mean, it's, I, I do but what are the chances that. you drop that nugget yesterday and an article comes to me today talking about the fact that through alien abductions, this guy has tested over 100 brains and is fighting this white brain matter disease in these abductees or experiencers. And that, yeah, I, I mean, it was without any prompting. You and I were just chatting about other stuff and then you brought, you said, hey, what about this? Well, and, and I had, I had talked, uh, before on the show about a young lady that I worked with at pizza hut, uh, that would be abducted on a regular basis. Uh, and she didn't have any insurance or anything. And pizza hut ended up paying for her to go get an MRI and uh, on the MRI, uh, very similar evidence was there. And the question was that the doctor, uh, actually diagnosed her with, um, epilepsy and she was having, uh, these, these visions through her, uh, trigger an epilepsy, which the question is, all right, is the, is that, if, is epilepsy triggering the visions or is the damage that, uh, her ab uh, abduction is causing the lesions and doing this. So, uh, it seems to suggest more what you're talking about in this, in this particular article that you just read is the experience whatever that is with an alien technology is actually causing this uh, what would be secondary uh, evidence of s something happening so wow. strange well do me a favor my darklings around the world listening or watching the show live uh, listening on replay um, please keep prayer and healing uh, prayers out there for Jason and for his family. Just ask that uh, God surround him in the white light, golden light, healing, and give his body and his mind strength, and also for his wife and his children to see them through uh, whatever is is coming their way with the information. And we ask just for a full 
uh, regression of any disease and uh, bring him back to uh, full health on this. I actually have a picture of the MRI, Dave, if you want to pop it up. Uh, and you see up in the top right-hand corner is where the worst of it is. There's that white blotch in the center and also on the left side, similar things. Um, they should not, they shouldn't be there. Can you enlarge it or so? I mean, I can only, we just see the little thumbnail pictures that are there. Oh, are you, hold on a second. I threw you on the screen, but hold yeah, we just second. have the. And for those of you that think you're hearing some kind of weird whispering in the background, that is Jason's aquarium. So. Okay. Is it, can you see it now? Yes. Mm -hmm. So if you look in the top right hand corner, there's that white like reflective almost looks like a bike reflector from a like a, a bicycle. And you'll right. see them periodically throughout the picture. Those are the white blotches that there where the white matter disease is, is hit me. And this is just one of like 300 pictures they took with a ton of these things all around. And there were like multiple lesions. And they have no understanding of what's going on or, or how this came on. So it some of the so after the spinal tap i've gotten some of the the tests back now and they're not seeing ms markers so they don't know what caused the rest of it well we will keep you in our prayers and thoughts wolf joins in and says prayers and healing to jason prayers and healing uh so many people sending out the prayer emojis and such please do share it and, yeah, and you, uh, share jason's life uh th that uh, aspect uh, maybe not his story but just the fact that keep him in your prayers and thoughts for uh, positive things to come through with this um and you know we love you jason you always have a home here on the paranormal 60 you can stop by anytime and uh, share with us as you find more information and if you do connect with dr nolan and he shares anything that you're willing to come back and and open up with us about we'd love to have you back to talk about that too. of course yes thank you yeah uh, it's weird because like normally i'm you know i'm like i'm a i'm a i'm a silly little bitch and then uh but the, yeah i'm just like uh <laughs> look <laughs> kicked it right. real a little today well and i was gonna say watch the parents lounge they are a lot of fun they're funny guys with a funny gal uh that laugh at life's little strangeness and jason i've said it before i say it again i uh I wish I would have met you when I started my journey as a dad. You are such an amazing father. The Thank the you. way that you work with your children, the way that you love and support them and engage their imagination, engage time with them all the time. Um, and just always keeping uh, a stiff upper lip in the face of adversity and just pushing through and still bringing laughter and help to others. Uh, that means a lot, buddy. And it really does. You've touched so many lives with what you do and the comedy and the stories that, uh, we're, you know, I I'm honored to be your friend and know you. So thank you for all that you do on this. All right. Now that I'm, uh, I love you. If it, oh, if I, known you I knew you were going to make it weird. Why'd you have to make if it I would have known you sooner, I would have wanted to have children. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now he just has us to raise. That's right. Just has to to take care of these three morons on a weekly basis. All right. Speaking of morons, it's Greg's turn to share a story with wow. us. And we're going to Turkey for this one. I only oh, say that because you've been lining up all night. So I know we're in for a, let's get our drinks swirling. Well, let's let me grab our hey, here. This thing is like 12 pages long. Such so pages. okay, I'm going to do my stuff. This is the entire stuff. news story right here. 12 pages. This thing yeah, 12. is like 12 pages long. Wow. I'm what? getting an echo. 
Yeah. <laughs> can, are you that? just trying to get out of reading? Oh, I'm really getting turn on the echo cancellation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Turkish airport suspends flights over 12 hours following a UFO sighting. What we were just talking about, at least 18 flights were suspended over a 12 hour period following a suspected sighting of an unidentified flying object by a passenger aircraft radar in southern eastern, southeastern uh, Turkey on Saturday, reported Turkish news agency Anadolu. Yeah, Anadolu. That's mm-hmm. it. The Turkish news agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, a commercial aircraft which landed at the airport around midnight reported that it had spotted on its radar an unidentified object flying at a height of about 9,000 feet over the city, said the authorities. Upon receiving the report from the pilot, air traffic control authorities ordered all scheduled flights to be diverted to airports in Adana. And Sansri Fra instead. Yeah, those are two other Are you speaking airports. in tongues? Hey, man, it's, it's, a, it's a certain dialect, and, you know, there's different Turkish dialects. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay. Sansri I buy yeah. that. Yeah. Instead. Turkish News, meanwhile, reported that the unidentified objects was uh, confirmed by air traffic controllers. It said that the following the incident, 26 flights from Gaziantep Airport, 13 13 of which were departures and 13 arrivals were canceled. However, it said that based on information received from that airport, uh, Airport State Airports Authority, that's the DHMI, noted that NATAM notice to airmen was not issued over the incident. A NOTAM is a notice uh, filed with the aviation authorities to alert aircraft pilots of potential hazards along their flight route or at the location that could affect the flight. The report said flight at that airport resumed 12 hours later. Back to you, Dave. <laughs> at that <laughs> airport. <laughs> Gazian. Uh, Gazantep. Yeah, Gazantep Airport. Yeah, bless you. Uh, We've lost uh, Jason. I think he lost connection or maybe he just took the chance to bow out uh, after that story. Um, I know it's very emotional for him and what he and his family are going through, and it took a lot of bravery to come out tonight. I certainly did not do it in any way to exploit uh, our friendship. I just asked him would he want to come on and share this when I share the story and his thoughts, and uh, gallantly he agreed to because he knows, again, that there are a faction of people out there that do not feel believed and, and are going through similar situations. And, well, uh, Dave, wow. I, I need to say, um, I think it's so important that we share stuff like that with each other. Cause so often people, I understand your privacy. I get that, man. I, I completely mm-hmm. get it. Uh, but when it happens to somebody else and we're all in new territory, instead right. of going, Hey man, I've already been here. This is what happened. Especially in, in, I mean, you see people all the time, they, all of a sudden you turn around and -and so-and-so died of cancer. And it's like, why didn't they tell me? Why didn't we go to lunch? Why? You know, I always thought I had time. Always thought I had a little bit of extra time. Look at, look at Eric over there. That's what always, when I look at Eric, I think, you know, when I retire, we're going to have some time. I'm going to be able to spend some time with him, but look at him. He could go like panting. He'll be out hashtag panting the whole time. Mm -hmm. Now we're talking about me going. I thought you were going. I yeah, could with that be me. purple head. Be me. And you're gonna you're gonna go. Like you're gonna Luke, go any minute here. He needs to get his blood head. pressure checked. I think exactly. 
Good Lord. You know what's funny is he's not like that before the show starts. It's the time I add you two to the stream, it just starts turning purple. Dude, I'm, I'm, like, at, I'm like at 220 over 150 right now. It looks like <laughs> it. All right. Our final story is here. We'll try to go out on a bit of a happier, more sweet alien Thanks. story. A female engineering student recently shared a strange encounter that she had in April of 2022. Confused, she kept quiet about the encounter. However, her experience affected her deeply, and she has now decided to talk about it. Jessie was 22 in her last year of engineering school and still living with her parents. One night while lying in bed and having drifted off to sleep, she was awakened by something grabbing her from behind in an awkward hugging motion. Right? Mm. She described Ooh. it like a bear hug, but maybe something a little more. She assumed it was just her mom who usually got up early for work. However, when she turned to see who was touching her, she saw a being floating directly above her desk. She couldn't believe her eyes. Weird. The creature was slightly shorter than Jesse herself. She could see it had a head larger than normal with a tiny slit mouth. Now, that sounds like the grays that we've all grown to see are the little green men. Listen to how she describes them. Its skin was blackish, star-speckled color, almost like cosmic gas. However, the most striking feature was its gigantic and deep black eyes. I've never heard of one being black and almost looking like a nebula or, you know, cosmic gas. That's mm -hmm. that would that's I think one. that would terrify me more than a gray or a green alien standing at the end of the bed if it's you know, I don't know why. Maybe not. Maybe it's it would probably look beautiful, really, uh, with the way she's describing it, but it would be unsettling. When Jesse made eye contact with the being, she felt primal fear and could not move her arms and legs. She felt as though she had reverted to a caveman or something, accompanied by dread and a horrible, overwhelming terror. The being did not speak, but a message was planted directly in her thoughts saying, don't be afraid. Jesse felt a sort of calmness wash over her and then blacked out for a few minutes. The next thing she remembers, she's seated at a desk where she's being shown images of real-life war in the media. The being wanted to know her opinions on the images and how the photos made her feel. That's weird. Yeah. That is really weird. She couldn't remember her response, but felt that the being was mildly satisfied, which sounds like my wife, Winnie, after making love with me, mildly satisfied at best. Yeah. Wow, really? She also sensed, oh, I throw myself under the best and you're still offended, Greg? I don't yeah. understand you. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> she also sensed that there might have been a third presence in the room. Suddenly, she found herself back in bed as if nothing had occurred. The encounter left her feeling shocked, confused, and awkward. But Again, she didn't sense she was in any real danger. Hugging aliens huh. that then want to yeah. watch it, you it, look at pictures of war. It started off a little bit like uh, Mildred Darby at uh, Lep Castle with the elemental coming up behind her and putting his hands on her shoulders and everything. But then it went, yeah, well, then it went bad. It. it went yeah. bad after that. Wow, look at that. Well, right, right if there's anything we know, hole. aliens love to cuddle. We know that for a fact. That is a fact. Yeah. Oh my mm. God. Uh, very strange. Um, if you have a story to share, if you believe that you've been abducted, uh, if you believe that you've had these encounters and if you've had any strange medical maladies that have surfaced afterwards, email me, Dave at paranormal 60.com. If you've had prophetic dreams that came true, maybe even dreams that happened, you didn't realize it was a prophetic dream until weeks later when you found out that 
that happened. I'd like to know about it. Email me, Dave, at paranormal60.com. We are at the 91-minute mark. It is wow. time to say goodbye to all our friends and all our company, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Thank you all for joining us here on the Paranormal 60 News, the only news you need to know. We will be back again next Wednesday with even more fascinating tales from around the world and a very special thanks to our guest, Jason Gowan, tonight for hanging in with us and uh, sharing his stories and insights. Definitely. We love you, buddy. safe, happy, healthy weekend filled with lots of love and laughter, my friends. We'll be back with you and more of the best in paranormal talk radio. I'm Dave Schrader. You are my darklings, and this is our Paranormal 60.